It's time for the Back to the Book broadcast with Brother Jimmy Ruckman. You can send all correspondence to Brother Jimmy Ruckman, 1621 Six Mile Cemetery Road, Maryville, Tennessee, 37803, or email backtothebookbroadcast at gmail.com. The Back to the Book broadcast is a ministry of the Ridgeview Baptist Church in Walland, Tennessee. You can visit the church website at rbcwalland.org. And now the broadcast. Once again, I'd like to thank you for tuning in to Back to the Book. Uh, please take your Bibles and turn to Genesis chapter 6. We are continuing our thought this week on You Can Stand. Um, let's go ahead. We'll read our text verses again and get right back into where we left off. The Bible says this in Genesis chapter 6 and verse 1, And it came to pass, when men began to multiply on the face of the earth, and daughters were born unto them, that the sons of God saw the daughters of men, that they were fair, and they took them wives of all which they chose. And the Lord said, My spirit shall not always strive with man, for that he is also flesh, yet his days shall be an hundred and twenty years. These, there were giants in the earth in those days, and also after that, when the sons of God came in unto the daughters of men, and they bare children unto them, the same became mighty men, which were of old men of renown. And God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. And it repented the Lord that he had made man on the earth, and it grieved him at his heart. And the Lord said, I will destroy man whom I have created from the face of the earth, both man and beast and the creeping thing and the fowls of the air, for it repenteth me that I have made them. But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. These are the generations of Noah. Noah was a just man and perfect in his generations. And Noah walked with God. That is our, um, that is our text verse. So yesterday where we were at, we, we looked at how that the world is, um, the world in Noah's day compares to how the world is in our day. And the question is, how do we stand against the wickedness of our day. I believe we can find a Bible example from Noah. We said yesterday that first of all, obviously, it's just this is a given, you're gonna to have to be saved. But I want to move on from there. We we talked yesterday about the only hope that we have for our nation is only gonna be found through the grace of God. If we're going to stand, not only do we need to be saved, but we're going to have to be sanctified. I'm going to key in, and I know I've, I've dealt a little bit with Noah before, and I'm looking at this just in a slightly different way, but I'm going to key in at, at here in the end of verse 9. It says, And Noah walked with God. Now, I've already quoted the verse yesterday, Righteousness exalteth a nation, but sin is a reproach to any people. We're not going to be able to stand without God. But to stand, there's going to have to be righteousness that is being promoted. That righteousness, or we could call it holiness, how do we get to that point? I, I believe that the only way, the only place you will find true holiness is going to be, it's going to result from a walk with God. And that's exactly what Noah did. 
See, sanctification, I don't want to look at it so much as a process in where we're just getting rid of things. Rather, I look at it more as a process of us getting closer and closer to God. And as we get closer to God, we lay aside things to, to get with Him. Because as we begin to f- spend time with Him and fellowship with Him, He begins to deal in our life about you know, uh, some small thing here or, or some, some problem here or, or, or something I'm not doing that I ought to be doing. And as I walk with Him, as I stay faithful in my walk with Him, He begins to sanctify me. Part of the problem in our country now, I already said yesterday that the problem in our country is a spiritual problem. I'm going to take that a step further in the moment. It's not just a spiritual problem, but it's a Christian problem. You see, that there are so many Christians, quote unquote, they claim Christ, but they don't live like Him. They know how to say all the right things, but their life doesn't back it up. And there's no telling how many countless people they've turned against God. I've used this before, but I had a former coworker. He's no longer my coworker. He's retired now. We were sitting, and I had been told again and again and again that he was just not easy to talk to. Um, about spiritual things. In fact, I'd been told he'd gotten mad. I'd been told a story how that that somebody had brought in a a, a cake that had some either a cross on it or or uh, something something of a spiritual message. And they said he picked up the cake and threw it in the trash can. He was just so mad at it. And I had all this in the back of my mind, but yet I knew God wanted me to go to talk to this man. Well, we were sitting back at our desks and. Uh, Nobody else was around, and he made a comment. I responded back. I can't remember exactly what it was, but what he had said, he, 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 whatever it was, he was afraid I was going to think he didn't believe in God. And he said, look, he said, I don't want you to think I don't believe in God. He said, I believe in a supreme being. And instantly, it's like the alert went on. I know. Okay, wait a minute. We're we're heading somewhere here. I need to be paying attention. I need to be, I need to be listening. And he began to tell me some of you know what he's been through and he, some church stories not that weren't so good that had turned him off. But in the process, we began talking. I began saying how you know there's a lot of people that claim Christianity, but their life doesn't back it up. I hadn't named any names. I hadn't pointed any fingers. I was just saying there's a lot of people that talk the talk and don't walk the walk. And he looked at me, and this man is an unsaved man. He says, oh, I can take you to a whole bunch of those in this place, in, in where, where I work. And it's like the light bulb clicked on. The reason he had been so against what everybody had to tell him about God was not because necessarily he was against what they were saying. Their life didn't back it up one bit. And I'm afraid America and the world as a whole have been watching Christians over a long period of time. We're supposed to be salt and we're supposed to be light in our nation. And the majority have ceased to be that. We say, oh, you know, 
what's going on in our country. Well, it's a spiritual problem, but really half of the problem is that Christians have given up ground. They've quit standing on what they once stood for. We've been compromising. We've been setting things off to the side and say, oh, that don't matter anymore. Let's just unify. And then we, we began to fall in love with the world rather than fall in love with God. So we're trying to live these double lives, pleasing the world and yet pleasing God at the same time. Let me just tell you, that will not work. And rather than helping the situation, we all we've done is made it worse. If we're going to stand against the evils of our day, if we're going to truly stand for God in the middle of a very wicked generation, a very anti-God philosophy that's being promoted and really being trying to be crammed down our throats, if we're going to stand, we're going to have to begin standing in our own lives. And that begins when we begin to get serious with God and walk with God and spend time with God. And as we spend time with God, as we begin to, to, to walk with Him, He's going to begin to work in our life. Our heart will begin to be more united with Him. Our heart will begin to go away from the things of the world more and more and as we begin to do that, our life itself begins to be a light. Begins to show the world that, that there is something different. Something this person has, this Christian has, that we don't have. We can say, you know, we're against sin all we want, but when we're still living in it, nobody's going to listen. But for a person that knows how to walk with God, things change a whole lot. And that righteousness, that holiness that we find, that just begins to happen naturally as we walk with God, it will begin to have an impact and effect on those that we are around. I want to take it maybe just a little step further. If we are ever going to stand with God, we, we cannot stand against the evils of our day without walking with God. See, I think too often we begin to think of ourselves a little bit higher than what we ought. We think we're, you know, we're more capable maybe than what we actually are. We, we begin to um, maybe trust in our own strength. I mean, just think about how many preachers they've created by their own hands a ministry for themselves. You've got a lot of very big churches nowadays that um, it's a man-made ministry. That's all it is. And if we keep those kind of things, rather than letting God do the work, we're going to get ourselves in trouble. The only hope that our generation has for seeing revival in our time, for standing against the wickedness of our day, is going to be when our generation, when my generation, when you and I get serious with God and begin to walk with Him in the prayer closet, begin to spend time with Him in the Word of God, begin to take what the Word of God says and applying it to our lives, that is the only way that we will be able to stand against the wickedness that we see in our day. I'm afraid we take some of the most basic duties in the Christian life of reading and praying 
and we discredit them. You will go nowhere with God until you first begin to walk with Him. And if you truly want to stand, if you truly want to make a difference in the world that we are living in, if you truly want to make a mark for God, if you truly want to be used of God, you must stand. And the only way that will happen, the only way is when you begin to walk with God. You see, as we walk with God, I know I've said it, that walk begins to work in us and it makes us holy. And as we begin to be holy, we, we, God's righteousness is worked in us. And it's that righteousness that exalts a nation. You see, we can't expect for our political leaders to be the ones that are living righteously. No, it starts with you and me. That one historian, I think he came from France, he came to find the secret of America's greatness, and I, I'm trying to remember his name, and I, I'm not 100% sure I've got it right, so I'm not going to say the name for now, but he, he said this, America is great because America is good. And when America ceases to be good, America will cease to be great. Well, that's what we've seen happening in our country, in our land. Because Christians like you and I have ceased to live righteously and holy in the eyes of the world. We've quit walking with God and allowing God to sanctify us. If we want to stand, there's the next step. Obviously, I said it already, we've got to be saved. But we've got to be sanctified. God doesn't use unholy vessels. God's looking for clean vessels He can use. I don't know about you, but I want to make a mark for God. But it won't be me, it'll be Him. And if I don't learn to spend time with Him, walking with Him, it will never, ever happen. I hope this challenges you today. In your walk with God, let's spend time with God that maybe we can find where God can use us. Let's not play games with God, but let's get serious with Him and, and focus on staying with Him in the secret place that He might use us. Thank you so much for listening. You've been listening to the Back to the Book broadcast with Brother Jimmy Ruckman. You can send all correspondence to Brother Jimmy Ruckman, 1621 Six Mile Cemetery Road, Maryville, Tennessee, 37803, or email back to the book broadcast at gmail.com. The Back to the Book broadcast is a ministry of the Ridgeview Baptist Church in Wallen, Tennessee. You can visit the church website at rbcwalland.org.